You're back with the Spice Cast. I'm Ben Job, uh, your host for this evening. And we have Mr. Larry Jess from uh, Grateful Life Community Church uh, down on Oakwood Avenue. I guess that's, what would you say, that's the northern middle-ish region of Huntsville? I don't know. I tell everybody we're between Washington and Meridian, and we're on the south side of Oakwood across from the McCormick Mansion or the Kildare Kildare Oh, yeah, a lot of people do know about that. Well, thanks for coming in and talking to us about... uh, uh, y'all's services and your church and uh i i'm i'm just glad to to see you again because it's been a while i i have to disclaim to everybody that i was uh uh worked worked and served over at grateful life for many years and my dad founded the church so i'm very biased and 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 hugely biased in favor of it because uh man there's 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 something about this church and the organization and the huge amounts of differences of the people that it brings together, that's really impressive to me. And uh, man, y'all y'all been doing a lot of work for a long for a long time too. But um, thanks for, thanks again for coming in and talking about it. Now you're welcome, Ben. I feel like any church that can cause a a Jewish boy who's raised born and raised Jewish uh, after 50 years of of being in synagogue to go to church every Sunday must be a special place. I, I was going to ask you about the, your first experience with Grateful Life because it's a uh, that y'all serve about 70 plus uh, homeless and and uh, just regular everyday folks um, every every week pretty much and it's it's quite a, a mixed crowd when you go in there and it's uh, I wanted to ask you about your first kind of experience going into it. Okay, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, so friend of mine was taking guitar lessons from your father over mm-hmm. at Harmony Sound and I stepped in and decided I'd play some drums with the with the little group that he formed and a Friday night came along when they were going to do a kind of a coffee shop kind of thing for the for the homeless population for street population back when they were over in Five Points in a storefront and your father said hey you want to fill in play drums with us on Friday night and I said yeah okay I'll do that and I showed up, played classic rock. I thought it was really cool. And I said, well, you know, this is a neat place. The The people live on the streets. I'm getting to know people that I would have never got to know before. And um, so I went to your father and I said, hey, Rick, I want to make a donation to the church. Can I mm-hmm. give you a check? And he said, well, Larry, I'm I'm not the pastor. You got to bring it to church on Sunday. Yeah. Well, growing up Jewish in the South, going to church, that didn't go well with me. Right. And I thought, I don't, I don't want to go to church. So I showed up church on that Sunday morning. That's been eight years ago, a little over eight years ago. And I sat there and I was the only one wearing like a coat and tie. And, right. And I've got my check in my pocket and I'm thinking, oh, please get to the point where I've got to give you money. And the pastor, <laughs> Sister Sherry, Sherry Bernie, uh, as she's known, known as Sister Sherry on the streets, she started talking and her message was one of... It wasn't about you're going to hell and you're sinning and you've got to change your evil ways. Mm-hmm. It was none of that. It was all about loving one another. And and I thought, wow, this is really touching. And then this young young woman, girl in the front with her father who were on the streets, she interrupted Sister Sherry during mm-hmm. this message. And she said, Sister Sherry, my mother makes the best deviled eggs. And I thought, well, that was kind of bizarre, but I could tell she was mentally yeah. challenged, you know. Mm-hmm. And Sister Sherry stopped the service and sat down by her, and she said to her, she said, tell me all about your mother. And mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed. 
it, it, I'm in the back. I'm crying. Everybody else is listening to the story about deviled eggs and everything. But yeah. to me, it was so touching that this pastor stopped the service to go talk to this young woman who needed somebody to talk to. Mm, mm-hmm. And it was at that moment that I said, oh, my goodness, I knew. And there's very few times in your life, well, for some people, there's no time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a few where you get hit over the head and you go, this is where I need to be. God has placed me here. And I believe it firmly. God placed me at Grateful Life. And that's my service. And I have to give. I have to. Oh, definitely. And uh, I, I was going to talk about Sherry a little bit later. But if if you've ever met her or you know anybody who knows her, she has a tremendous reputation. And it's totally like underwhelming, I feel, even. Because she is the most tireless person like she she is a hundred percent like twenty four seven she's always working to help somebody out I feel like yeah she's been Every an advocate she takes. she's yeah. been an advocate for the homeless for for decades Years, and, yeah and when I first met her because she's she's not a very tall person she's a petite <laughs> woman and um and she's a wonderful person and the first time I found out she was going into a campsite to go yeah. do whatever I thought no 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 you'll get hurt you'll get hurt yeah, she said real- oh Larry you don't know and I went in with her one time to a campsite where she was working on stitching up somebody's head because they got hit or something and I was thinking you know what these folks here would do mm. anything for Sherry Burning oh yeah anything and the, and the so the guys on the street man talk about protective brothers man they will they will uh defend Miss Sherry for, for years I feel like and she um but she's just got such a, a gentle attitude, and uh, but but not but not weak at all. I'd say she is she is she is the tough love. She's gonna help you out. <laughs> well, you know her. You, you know her background. She, she, she grew up in a in an education kind of environment mm-hmm. um, in Auburn, and she became a school teacher. Yeah, and she was a gym teacher. So Sherry doesn't met, doesn't take any lip from anybody. <laughs> However, when she does scold you or, or uh, maybe that's not the right word. When she does talk to you to try to persuade you to do something you shouldn't, you should be doing instead of what you are doing. She does so in a very firm, but loving way. She's a very, very loving person. And her message is still to this day reminds me of what I heard over eight years ago when she was talking to this young woman about the devil decks. Mm-hmm. The message still moves me that much. And fortunately, she moves other people, uh, people who live on the street, people very poor, uh, homeless veterans, mm-hmm. mentally ill, addicts, alcoholics. She touches everybody that listens to her, and she is able to make a true difference. And that's why I love the place. It's because we are trying so hard, and we're succeeding in trying to, our mission, move one person one inch in the right yeah, direction. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. you're not going to save the world. You move one right. person one inch in the right direction, and we're good. Yeah, and the and the the problems that uh, a lot of the homeless population struggle with are so so deep and so long running. You know, it takes it takes a marathon of care and compassion. You know, um, to really change lives. You know, people people talk a lot about serving serving their community and being there and giving money to charity and all that stuff. But man, there's there's a weekly struggle and a daily struggle for the people that live on the streets. And, and that can you, you can you? I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you, go can, go. Can you imagine being mentally ill, um, having nobody to turn to? You've, you yeah. were in a mental institution, let's say, but the, the hospital got closed, and the hospital transitioned you into society, which means they right. dropped you off at the Salvation Army or the Rescue Mission or whatever. However, they got there. 
And now they're not taking their meds. There's nobody to help them. Mm-hmm. They still hear the voices in their head. And someone hands them a crack pipe and says, this will help you. And they don't know. Mm-hmm. And they take it. And and now this vicious cycle begins of of mentally ill, addiction, alcoholism. Now they're trespassed somewhere. They end up in jail. Mm-hmm. Jail's the last place you need to reform somebody who's an alcoholic or a drug addict who's mentally ill and all this. And the cycle just starts all over again. Yeah. And so those people out there who look at homeless people and and think they have the answer by saying, well, why don't they just get a job? Yeah. It's not that easy when you don't mm-hmm. have a driver's license. You don't have money oh, to yeah. get ID. You have a felony arrest because you got caught with crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. So our job is to try to help these help these folks in particular mm-hmm. to try so to get help that they need. And there are a lot of free services out there that can help. And Sister Sherry's yeah. a great resource. Oh yeah, I'm sure she has. She's got amazing network knowledge. And uh, you were talking about uh, finding finding work and cha- transitioning to society. We had Cleet Wetley here um, a couple episodes ago from First Stop. Who's a, I think he's the director over there now. And uh, man, there's just you you don't realize when you uh, when you when you meet somebody who's just got nothing as in they don't have any paperwork. They don't have any money. They don't have any. How how uh, hard it is to get back into those daily things that you just don't even realize. Transportation, all that stuff. Like you fill out a job application. What's it got on it? Your address. It's got. Can you drive to work? Stuff like stuff. All these basic things that uh, are really monumental like challenges for a lot of these guys. Right. So we we provide at a minimum we provide an address for them mm-hmm. so that they can get what they need and right. and mail that comes to us. We get a lot of mail. We have a lot of mail call before church, and it's items that people desperately need. And they right. and they get so excited because they finally got their driver's license, or the, not their driver's license. They finally got their birth certificate. And you start mm-hmm. with a birth certificate, and they can go a long ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, ha- you have to work from somewhere. But you all also provide um, uh, over-the-counter medicine, and I, I know you had uh, clothing in there for a while. Um, so a typical a typical Sunday morning at Grateful Life, is Bible study at 9.30 with mm-hmm. bagels and coffee. Uh, and then our medicine room opens and our, and our clothing room opens. And in the medicine room, they can get over-the-counter meds, toiletries, if, they, if they're in an apartment, household goods, sleeping bags, mm-hmm. tents, mm-hmm. everything that comes into Grateful Life, everything that comes in, we will donate if it, if it will help somebody. Right. We have a clothing room where they can get clothing. Sometimes we get new clothing and new shoes and donated and we give them all out. Everybody at Grateful Life that's, that works there, work there, volunteer. No one mm, is paid. Mm. No one. Our pastor isn't paid. I'm not paid. The people who cook meals aren't paid. So they go through that at 930. Around 1030, we start our fellowship meal. And mm-hmm. we, we are so fortunate. We have this incredible group of folks that volunteer and come in. Joe and Ron and Alvin and others, Jason, that come in and cook for people. And, mm-hmm. and they're so good. We... We have a church that has a our cook studied in, in New York mm-hmm. culinary school. He's he's incredible, and <laughs> very he can, good and knowledge he can, to have. When and he can cook feed. for fifty to one hundred and fifty <laughs> right, right. to five hundred people. So we provide a full meal, not yeah, not just danishes and coffee, but a full meal. Then we of course have our service, mm-hmm. and after services, we give a sack lunch to go, and then we provide transportation. So I'm the bus driver, and I'm the drummer in the band, and I pay the bills and fill in for the pastor if I have to. And, but, but everybody does that at the yeah. church. We all just roll up our sleeves and do what, what we can to help. 
Yeah, and speaking of which, there's there's lots of uh, ways for people to volunteer. And uh, like you said, you're giving out medical supplies, um, clothing, and all sorts of goods. And I'm sure you take donations for food and canned goods and all that stuff that goes into the goes into uh, making those services every week. Um, so uh, y'all have a website, is that right? Yes, we're at um, gratefullife.org. So it's mm-hmm. all one word, Grateful Life, G-R-A-T-E-F-U-L-L-I-F-E dot org. Yeah. And, and yet we have, we have a list of, of things that we can use. I think we put that on the website. But of course, with us, the greatest thing that somebody can give us is a cash donation. And there's a PayPal link on the mm-hmm. front page because then we know how to what we need to buy. Yeah. But if somebody is clearing out their pantry and they've got non-perishable goods they'd like to donate, we'd love it. If they have camping supplies, mm-hmm. if they have over-the-counter meds, it, it, we won't take any prescription meds and we don't take anything containing alcohol, so no yeah. uh, mouthwash and things like that. But all of those type of things are welcome. We, we'll take, and what we can't use, we load up in our bus and we take to other organizations, Mana House, Rose of Sharon, other organizations that may be able to use it. Oh, very cool. Well, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk with Larry more about uh, Grateful Life Community Church over on Oakwood. Um, check them out at gratefullife.org, and uh, they they also they're looking for volunteers. They're looking for people to drive the buses to uh, help help with the day to day, or just come and enjoy the service every week. Um, and when when does the service start? Services start at eleven, but it you know get there early and go to, and have yeah, a yeah. have a meal with us because when you sit down and Meet break bread people. with somebody, that's when you get to know somebody. Definitely. All right, we'll be right back with uh, Larry Jess from Grateful Life. It's perfect. It's unbelievable. It's a miracle. It's a TV dinner. It's Spice Radio. It could change the world. Spice Radio presents real local heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Redstone Ordnance Disposal Guy. Mr. Redstone Ordnance Disposal Guy! While the rest of the city sleeps, you're hard at work making America a safer place by detonating all the leftover TNT from the Gulf War. What the heck was that noise? You try to minimize damage to the surrounding neighborhoods, but you won't let a few broken windows stop you from doing your job. Whether it's three in the morning, four in the morning, or even five in the morning, time has no meaning when you're in the zone, the blast zone. So here's to you, Mr. Ordnance Expert. America's a lot safer with you on the job, and hopefully fully insured. Spice Radio, Spice Rec Studios, Huntsville, Alabama. All right, you're back with the SpiceCast, and I'm here with Larry Jess of Grateful Life Community Church over there on Oakwood, a Disciples of Christ uh, denominational church, I suppose, uh, serving pri- primarily the homeless for, for many years now. And uh, you've been there about eight years, is that right? A little over eight years, right. And uh, you guys uh, have a emergency shelter that opens to people and pets, I hear. Um, whenever there's a storm or when you when you... When you activate that, I guess, would you say? We, because of our resources or lack thereof, we, we can only open during emergency times. And mm-hmm. that has been defined as when the temperature outside is below freezing for 24 consecutive hours. Mm. So when we have the cold spells like we've had the last several winters, yeah. where it might get down below freezing or snow for four or five days in a row, we open the doors. We, we pick up folks at campsites. 
We do not take people who have who can be in a shelter. It is not yeah. a place for somebody to just get out of the Salvation Army, their rescue mission for a while, or, right. or get out of wherever. So we encourage people: if you have a place to stay, please stay there. We we have sixty cots. Mm-hmm. We all volunteer. It is a very interesting time, but it also, unfortunately for us, costs us a lot of money because our utility oh, no bills yeah. will triple. We feed people almost 24 hours a day. We have people mm. who spend the night. It's just a great experience. And yes, we do open up to, we will open up to the folks living on the streets, people living in their cars, uh, their pets. Every year we seem to have a good mixture of dogs and cats in there. We, it, it That's a challenge in itself, but so far so good. We do not, we do <laughs> yeah, not allow... Corral, literally corralling cats sometimes. We do not help children. So mm. if a family comes in with children... Mm-hmm. Um, we will find places for them to stay, yeah. even if we have to personally go and put them in a hotel or whatever motel. Yeah. But just for security purposes, we do not allow underage children in. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah, it's it's a uh, dangerous time, especially when people have these improvised heating elements or something. Maybe they're they've got a a stove that they're using to keep themselves hot, or these gas lanterns, or all these all these other things are pretty dangerous when you combine them with. Uh, enclosed spaces or living under maybe overpasses or something like that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of danger, just not from the elements, but from trying to get away from that. And, uh, that, that can, that could be, uh, endangering to a lot of, a lot of citizens out there, I guess you'd say. Uh, yeah. But for the people living on the streets, I would say the most dangerous combination, cause they can find heat, they can, mm-hmm. they can build a fire, but a very dangerous combination is to try to stay warm by drinking liquor, yeah, and then passing out from liquor, and then we have people who freeze to death, yeah. Or they want to keep warm, so they take aluminum foil, let's say, and put hot embers in it and put it underneath their sleeping bag, and then burn Oof. themselves to death. We have people who pass out in tents, and they they don't make it through the night because they burn mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you guys are opening these up. Did, have you done it the last two years, or I think it's. This may be our fourth year for opening, mm-hmm. and I, the the support that we receive is phenomenal from some agencies. We have people who bring a lot of food. Uh, we had Huntsville Hospital bring brought their uh, mobile health unit. I'm not. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. remember the name of it. Uh-huh. But they did checkups for people, and this is really a remarkable yeah. thing to do for somebody to find out to do testing to see if they have high blood pressure or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just your basic screening. But we're talking about people who may have never been yeah. to a doctor. Right. And they'll look at their mouth and they'll look at their feet and they'll see if they got any fungus or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Or if they have any health problems and they'll help them. And Huntsville Hospital has been great about that. No, and that's wonderful. We have other organizations that come in and do very similar. We had we had an organization that came in and it was part of the North Alabama Coalition of the Homeless. They help people to find out how they can get their driver's I'm sorry, I say driver's license. They find out how people can get their birth certificates and yeah. help them apply and get the paperwork. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that go on. Then we had a group. Yeah, of, when you have all those people there, that's like a, a golden opportunity for a lot of these social services that are usually scattered everywhere. You know. Yeah, you know, we had a group of nurses that came in that just talked about health mm-hmm. and 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 what you and what's the proper way to take care of yourself. Right. And 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 you talk and some of the people that we care for. Have never had that, and that may be strange to you yeah. and me because we brought up we were brought up yeah, in middle yeah. class families. But mm-hmm. but they have to be taught even sex education at a, oh, as yeah. an adult. Oh, hey, yeah. this is what you do, and this is how you get mm-hmm. HIV or oh, yeah, or these sure. diseases. And we and we try to we try to educate. In addition to giving them most importantly 
a safe, warm place to sleep mm-hmm. that is not a jail. We're not, we don't right. have a lot of rules. It's just, it's the simple rule. Uh, be kind to one another. Right, right. Yeah, and a lot of um, the congregants, when I was there, um, did so much work to help each other out. And I, I saw a lot of uh, people that, that struggled with, you know, alcohol and addiction and stuff. But they I think they really benefited from uh, being in that service aspect and seeing seeing both sides of the coin and really, really, you know, experiencing and growing themselves that way. And it's it's cool uh, when you when you have kind of a whole kaleidoscope of of different um, races, classes, everything coming together at that. And and that just doesn't happen. They say like Sunday is one of the most segregated days, you know, in the South. There's there's but but a grateful life, man, there's the the uh, the service and just the 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 human conditions that come through there and everything. It really brings like a, a really interesting mix of people and i th- i think it's a, a really it's a sight to see it definitely. is it is the most diverse congregation that i have ever experienced and i would say probably in for most North people <laughs> yeah, for most people who go to a one of the big churches or even a small church they probably not experience anything mm-hmm. like grateful life oh yeah yeah and uh just just the uh some of the people that i've i've met through uh grateful life and uh, other places they've traveled a lot of a lot of um traveling people or homeless people have moved from the north because because of the weather or something and kind of kind of um spread out down here but you meet people of um people that are college educated sometimes people that have a tremendous work experience but for one reason one reason or another they're at this point in their life and uh man there's there's always something to learn there i feel like well when the um when the automobile industry really started tanking in detroit area we had people who showed up here because they read Forbes magazine or, yeah. or whatever the other magazines that Huntsville is, you know, whatever the number is, sixth or seventh best place in the United States to work. And there's all these jobs. So they came here. And unfortunately, they're, unfortunately they didn't find the jobs they were looking for because mm-hmm. we don't have the we don't have a lot of the manufacturing jobs. We have right. those. But but the jobs that are really, you know, prolific here are, are the engineering sciences yeah, and technology working for Redstone arsenal and mm-hmm. you got to have a security clearance and if you've got a felony underneath you for some reason or whatever you're not going to get that right right and you don't have transportation and transportation is really hard i mean it's a been, bicycle yeah. a bicycle increases the the diameter of when where people can find jobs it's a big thing mm-hmm. yeah and uh i think i think huntsville is kind of an example of a city that's pretty spread out and not not as bicycle friendly as i wish it was um because uh you know, in some places you can get around the downtown metro area very easily on a on a bicycle, but in a place that's uh, so spread out like Madison County and stuff, it there uh, having a car or a way to get around from point A to point B is a huge thing. And we do have we do have some mass transit here, but it is mm-hmm. not it is not as um, accessible mm-hmm. and and doesn't go to some of the places that some of the street population need to go to. Right. And, and the timing, I mean, we just can't afford to have mass transit here. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we can't afford it. We don't have mass transit here that that meets some of the big city mass transit. So you have to live with the schedule that's there. Right. I was I was wondering if there's anything that surprised you um, as you've been through your years working uh, in service over at Grateful Life. Anything about the homeless population or just in general? That yeah, has I kind would of say popped out to you. I would say I was, um, I guess, naive enough to believe that when I showed up at Grateful Life and I thought this is didn't think I knew this was the place I needed to serve, that I was there to help other people. 
Mm-hmm. And and if you if you serve in that capacity and you do it with your heart and you're passionate about it, you find out sometime later, and I don't know how long it took for me. It may mm. have been a week or two. It may have been a few months. I don't remember that you wake up and you think, oh, my goodness, I'm not helping other people. They're helping me. Mm-hmm. That I'm broken just like the people living on the right. streets. We're all broken. We're broken in different ways. We're, we're all fingerprints yeah. that are different. We're all precious children of God. We all have our pain. We all have our suffering. And when you see other people suffering in a different way than you, you realize how fortunate you are to have your pain. Oh, for sure. Because your pain is your pain and you're managing mm-hmm. it, but you see other people. And for me, I, it, I hurt for people and maybe Grateful Life isn't a great place for somebody like me to be, or maybe it's a perfect <laughs> place for somebody like me to be. Right. But there's many times when I leave Grateful Life where there's tears in my eyes as, as I'm driving home because oh, some, definitely. something has happened. Something has touched me. And I think I am so grateful for my life mm, mm-hmm. because because of the people that surround me that are, and and I'm also I also beat myself up a little bit too because in my mm-hmm. past I had that attitude of well if the homeless people just get a job and now I realize no that isn't it right and, and the homeless people are not lower than me they're human beings like mm-hmm. me and they deserve what every one of us want love somebody to talk to somebody to listen, someone to care. That's mm-hmm. all we, that's what we all want. Right. So you got to follow Jewish thought, which mm-hmm. became Jesus's thought, which is yeah. love one another. That's what that's what the Bible is. We all talk mm-hmm. about what's spread the word of God. Well, here's the word of God. Love someone. Mm-hmm. If it, if if something is hateful for you, don't do it to somebody else. It, if you would like to be treated a certain way, well, treat other people that way. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. Right. Do, do those couple of things and your life will be better. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, man, I, I challenge anybody that's listening who's just uh, curious or interested to stop by um, on Sundays just to, to see, because you really do see um, the needs of the population and how close these people really are like you you might you may be walking by them every day and not realize what's going around in our community um very locally like uh you you don't have to fly a plane halfway across the world to help somebody is pretty much what i'm getting at you know what i mean there's uh there's plenty of work to do here and there's uh there's there's uh, it's an amazing reward to it i mean just for uh a life experience it's it's something uh, it's something to see for sure and to help with too but uh, thanks again for coming in. Um, I want to tell everybody that there there's lots of ways you can help out Grateful Life. Of course, they take donations over at uh, gratefullife.org. And uh, you're looking for musicians right now. We have a lot of musician listeners, so I thought I would put that out for um, for like a monthly kind of service kind of thing. Yeah, now I play drums in the band, so I don't want another drummer. <laughs> I do that very selfishly. But but yes, we can. Anybody who who's uh, musically inclined, we have a bass player, we have a rhythm guitar player. Mm-hmm. I think we have singers, but we can always use more. Uh. We definitely could use a quality lead guitarist. Uh, we have we have professional equipment and a nice stage. It's small, yeah. but it's got good equipment. Mm-hmm. And we try to we want to play once or twice a month. I don't want a long term commitment. I don't want somebody to think they have to give a long term commitment uh-huh. or have to play every song. Yeah, you know. But just go to go to gratefullife.org or 
send an email to me at glcc, that's Grateful Life Community Church, mm-hmm. glcc.huntsville at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and I'll answer you. Yeah, and uh, you'll get an opinionated and uh, enjoyable audience. Tell you what, they Absolutely. will they will give you feedback, and that is actually a valuable thing I found. <laughs> the more I do uh, podcasts and albums and all sorts of stuff, getting people to tell you um, how they feel about your your art or your service or anything is kind of a challenge. But at Grateful Life, there are some there's some guys there that will uh, not even skip a beat. They will tell you how they feel, and a lot of enthusiasm too. Like uh, it's it's a I mean. Hey, it's just a rewarding place to go and see uh, what goes on there. So be sure to check it out. Uh, Larry, thanks again for coming and talking with me. Uh, we'll have to get you guys back. Uh, maybe we can get uh, Sherry over here to tell us p- some of her tales because I know she probably has way too many tales. <laughs> well, the best thing about Sherry would be to get her over here to talk about advocating for the homeless. Because oh, yeah. she's her involvement there is, is much different than my involvement because my involvement is through Grateful Life. Mm-hmm, her life mm-hmm. story and the involvement with being an advocate for the homeless is a is a wonderful path. Ben, thank you so much for having me here. Oh, I've enjoyed it immensely. And uh, yeah, be, for, be sure to check them out, uh, gratefullife.org. And you can go over on Oakwood. It's uh, almost right at Meridian. I guess there's an old uh, auto sale place right next to it. And there used to be a uh, insurance place over there. But if you know where the Kildare Mansion is, it's right across the street pretty much. Our sign is purple and white. It's in the grass. It used to be a small engine repair shop, so that's what it kind of looks like. And we do share the um, the parking lot with an insurance company. Mm-hmm. But yeah, come on by. Um, so most of Sunday morning, they've got services. they got Bible study at 9.30 and then uh, food services. At, do they start at like 10-ish? 10.30. 10.30? Very cool. And thanks again, man, for coming in. And uh, have a great night from Spice Radio and Grateful Life Community Church. This has been a production of Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want, and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash spiceradiohuntsville or on Twitter at spiceradiohsv. And again, our website, spice-radio.com. Sweet the sound